Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 913. We start off many of our shows these days with an avian audio postcard, many of them from our Freya McGregor, who invented the whole thing, and who, by the way, will be on today's show with us, and many of them from listeners. And today we have one from our friend Alan Hale from Beautio Books, and he has for us... An audio postcard from Tranquilo Bay, Bocas del Toro, Panama. We're trying to listen to one of the most common forest vocalizations in Panama. It's a clear two, sometimes three-note whistle. That's the black-crowned ant shrike. Used to be called the Western Slatey, if you want to be confused. Audio postcard from Alan Hale in Bocas del Toro Province, Panama. Thank you, Alan, for that beautiful report from Tranquilo Bay. Well, we're always looking for more audio postcards, so if you'd like to send us one, we'd love to receive it. Record it on your smartphone or other device. Make it 30 seconds, maybe to a minute and a half long. Then email a file of the recording to me, ray at talkingbirds.com. And if you need help, we're standing by to assist. That address again for your audio postcard from anywhere is ray at talkingbirds.com. Well, that's invitation number one. We have invitation number two now, and this concerns you if you happen to be planning to do a Christmas bird count on the 1st of January. Our Debbie Bleacher is going to be doing one that day, and she's going to call in a report from her Christmas bird count. And we thought it would be kind of cool if uh, we could get another call in from anywhere in North America, Central America, South America, wherever you are, if you're doing a Christmas bird count on the 1st of January. If you'd like to consider that and you're doing that, send an email, let us know. It's that same address there, Ray at TalkingBirds.com, Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That is not the response that you're going to get if you send an email. That is our mystery bird. Some say it sounds like a miniature chainsaw. I guess it kind of does. This is a preview of our mystery bird contest, the actual thing, a little bit later on in the show. And this reminder to something we started a few weeks ago or announced a few weeks ago, continuing into the first week of February... Every Mystery Bird Contest winner will be entered into a drawing for a beautiful prize from Vortex Optics. It's an 8x42 Vortex Viper binocular. It has stunning resolution, color fidelity, and edge-to-edge clarity, and is one of the lightest, most compact, full-size binoculars 
on the market. That's a pretty nice thing. We'll show some love to the randomly chosen winner on our closest to Valentine's Day show on February 12th. So you don't have to do anything for a chance to win this except enter our mystery bird contest. Our bird today is a medium-sized, seagoing mystery bird with a black back and head, white undersides, and a round-tipped, hatchet-shaped bill with a thin white line extending from the lower mandible to the eye. Our bird, which breeds from eastern Canada, south to the state of Maine, and winters along most of the U.S. east coast, feeds by diving underwater for schooling fish, crustaceans, and other invertebrates using its wings to swim. That would be our mystery bird there, and it's... uh, (laughs) There it is again. Prizes this morning from Brome Bird Care, a Brome squirrel buster feeder. It's truly squirrel-proof thanks to its weight-adjustable closing mechanism, and it features proven seed saver technology, a patented seed tube ventilation system, which is important, and a chew-proof seed tray. Plus, while you're watching those birds, some coffee to enjoy with a 12-ounce bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. That's it for the Mystery Bird Contest in terms of the preview, the actual contest coming along just a little bit later on in this morning's show. Let's see what else we have to talk about. A bit of good news for the planet. Global registrations of plug-in vehicles, that's pure electric vehicles or EVs, were up 51% in September of this year compared to the same month last year, establishing a new record of 1,040,000 EV registrations in one month's time. And that marks the first time the world has ever recorded a million plug-in vehicle registrations in a single month. And that, I would say, is uh, progress there. Hey, we mentioned birds and beans uh, a moment ago. Something else we'd like to say about birds and beans, and that is this very special deal. We love birds and beans coffee around here. And if you have friends and family members who love coffee, here's the perfect thing for your holiday list. You can enjoy a 30% discount on an assorted case of 12 12-ounce bags of delicious birds and beans Smithsonian bird-friendly coffee, grown in such a way that it helps people, farms, forests, and birds, and it's a perfect gift for the holiday season. But order now because time is running out on this special 30% discount offer. Place your order at birdsandbeanscoffee.com. That's birdsandbeanscoffee.com. Here's a salute to some of the folks that are helping us get the word out about birds and conservation. Those are our amazing Talking Birds ambassadors. And we'd like to thank Myron Frost from Big Flats, New York. He says, hi, 64 years old, birder for 58 years. That's pretty good. Nice going. And thank you, Myron. And thank you to Colin Mahaffey from Tipton, Michigan. Colin says... I'm the president of a bird-watching club at the college I attend and would love if you send me extra information cards to make sure I have enough. Wow, that is the spirit. Thank you so much, Colin. Uh, And here's another 
Talking Birds ambassador who kind of explains why he became one. My name is Jack Horton, and I'm calling from Altamont Springs, Florida. Basically, birds can't write letters. They can't contact elected officials and lobby on their own behalf. So people have to do that. I encourage everybody to be a Talking Bird ambassador because the further we can spread the word for the birds, the better off the birds are going to be. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. It's easy to do. Just visit our website. Click on Get Involved at the top of the homepage and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkinBirds.com. Join today and thanks. And thank you, Jack. Still to come today, Mike O'Connor will join us for Let's Ask Mike segment almost live from the archive with some holiday suggestions about what not to give this year. And our Freya McGregor will be with us to talk about an exciting new venture she's created to help give everybody a chance to experience the joys of birding. By the way, Freya is from Australia, so we thought we'd present a bird from down that way, especially a beautiful one, as our featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine for more than a quarter century. Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. We sometimes call our Native American robin, robin redbreast, even though its breast color is more rusty or orange. But there's no quibbling about the breast and belly color of today's featured feathered friend, the pink robin. Don't look for it here in North America, except in places like on our Talking Birds Facebook page. The pink robin is native to Australia. It breeds in dense rainforest ravines in the southeast state of Victoria, as well as in the island state of Tasmania. In winter, it's often found in other more open habitats. It's in the male of this small, plump, perching bird species that we see the intense pink belly and breast plumage that contrasts sharply with its black throat, head, wings, back, and tail. The female has gray-brown plumage with two buff-colored wing bars and pinkish-tinged underparts. The pink robin is a member of the Australasian robin family Petroikidae, comprised of 51 species, including other colorful birds like the rose robin and the lemon-bellied fly robin. The pink robin feeds on a variety of spiders and insects, and it offers sweet vocalizations like this. Although the pink robin's population trend is apparently downward, Its large range helps it avoid being listed as a vulnerable species, and BirdLife International places the bird's conservation status in its least concern category. Today's featured feathered friend, Petroika rodinogaster, the pink robin. There I am, sounding like I know something about Australian birds, and if I did, I would have pointed out that the male uh, pink robin has a white spot on its forehead, just above (laughs) its bill. Well, our Freya McGregor, we're happy to say, is still part of our Talking Birds team. She's originally from Melbourne, Victoria, uh, Australia. Still part of our team, even as she expands her portfolio to numerous ventures and activities. She co-founded the group Birdability, aimed at removing barriers for birders with various disabilities. And she's taking her efforts to a new level Helping Nature Organizations Address Access and Inclusion Issues. Her new initiative is called Access Birding, 
And she's here with us on the Zoom machine to tell us about it. Good morning, Freya. G'day, Ray. Thanks for the pink robin, too. It felt like I was right at home. Yes. You see, I mean, I don't think you see them right in Melbourne, you told me, right? But not far away? Yeah, not not usually out in the bush, um, not in a big city like Melbourne, but um, it's lovely. It's always lovely to hear an Australian bird. It is a beautiful creature. So tell us about the creation of access birding. What was the need that you saw and how will access birding help to fulfill that need? Yeah, so Access Birding will be providing consultation and training services to empower staff and volunteers at nature organisations like bird clubs and state parks and nature centres and things like that to um, to be confident agents of change and to improve access and inclusion for disabled birders. So a lot of... Um, a lot of nature organizations want to be more inclusive, but they, they also want like one-on-one advice. You know, they're, they're trying to update a trails accessibility or they're working on a program, but they're not really sure if their materials or the way they present it or even the language they're using is, is quite right to be as inclusive or as accessible as possible to maybe school groups or older folks or just the one in four Americans who have a disability. And so uh, through Access Birding, I can... I will be working, you know, one-on-one with, with different groups, training up staff and, and volunteers and members through workshops and guest speaking, as well as, you know, virtual or online consulting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty striking number you just cited there, one in four people with some kind of a disability. Yeah, that's what the CDC says. It's a, it's a lot of folks. And, you know, it, it can happen. It's very pessimistic, but it's the only the disability community is the only minority group you can join at any time like even temporarily you know recovering from foot surgery or maybe you're going through chemotherapy or something and suddenly the way you used to go birding has to change because there's something going on with you that's impacting your body or your mind and mm-hmm. and you can't go birding the way you 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 did before and so the cool thing about birding is that there are so many ways to do it and mm-hmm. you can you can mix it up a bit but you can't necessarily control whether your favorite trail has enough benches on it to rest or things like that. So so that's when uh, birding locations like nature preserves and things, can they can step up their game a little bit in the accessibility of their, their sites. Mm-hmm. Even things like benches is something that uh, figure, figures into this. What, are, what about some barriers that, well, that might be one of them, but what are some other barriers that, you know, people might just not even think of being a barrier? Yeah, well, gravel trails are really common in lots of birding locations. And like big, there's so there's a difference between hard pack crushed stone trails where it's really firm and stable and it's just tiny, like tiny little bits of gravel, like little tiny bits. Mm-hmm. That's different to like big, chunky gravel. It can be a real problem for folks using wheelchairs or walking frames or any kind of mobility device because you can kind of get bogged down in gravel and then I've heard some folks who have sensory sensitivities maybe they're autistic and the crunching sound on gravel can really give them the creeps like it's just too much uh, sensory information to kind of process comfortably or tune out maybe when you're trying to listen for birds Mm -hmm. so gravel is one of those unexpected barriers that that folks who who it doesn't cause a problem for may have no idea mm-hmm. another one is noise we're talking about sensory sensitivities a lot of really good birding locations are next to big 
uh, lakes or dams that have lots of recreation, like boats roaring up and down or police gun ranges or big airports or major highways. And some folks who are hard of hearing maybe and they they're trying to listen to the birds, but they can't tune out the noise. Maybe, maybe they've experienced gun violence, um, and and hearing uh, mm. guns going off is is really distressing. Or, or maybe they're autistic again and have a sensory sensitivity, and so n- nearby noise can be a barrier. And there's not really much a reserve can do about that, except mm-hmm. tell people on their website, hey, just FYI, uh-huh. if you come on a Saturday, you know it might be really noisy nearby. So you know you'll know what to expect. So you're just getting started yeah. with this, I know, Frey. We'll give the uh, website here in a moment. Uh, what what have you had? What has been happening so far? Have you been able to make some good connections with some organizations? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to be doing a two hour online workshop uh, next year for the Idea Center for Public Gardens, which is. Um, an initiative of the Denver Botanic Gardens and the American Public Gardens Association. And they've got this really cool cohort with like 20 different like arboreta and public gardens and things all over the U.S. doing this work around equity, inclusion, access and diversity. And um, that I'll be talking with them for two hours about about all of this good stuff and, mm-hmm. and different styles of birding and maybe the adaptive birding equipment that public gardens could have to loan visitors and all kinds of things like that. Um, and I'm also going to be helping um, a nature conservancy property. Uh, they're modifying their, uh, well, actually, they're building from scratch, a, a, like a visitor area, and they want to make sure that it's a, as accessible as it can be to the diverse uh, needs of, of potential visitors. And so I'm going to be working with those folks on um, making sure their signage is, is good mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of things like that. It's it's really exciting. It sounds exciting indeed. And um we only have a couple of seconds left here, but so, but but I know you have a book that's going to be associated with that, so um, we look forward to talking to you about that somewhere down the line. Absolutely. All right. Freya McGregor, still part of the Talking Birds team, the creator of Access Birding. More info at the website, accessbirding.com. And uh, what about on social media, too? Yeah, on Instagram, access.birding, and on Facebook at accessbirding as well. All right. Thank you, Freya, for this great new initiative, and we look forward to uh, hearing progress reports. Thanks, Ray. Freya McGregor here on Talking Birds. And up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Here comes that miniature chainsaw again. 
It's actually our mystery bird, and our contest is now officially underway, so we invite you to call in and take a guess or give us the definitive answer as to what that mystery bird is. And win a, one of our, no, win two of our great prizes here. And maybe a bonus prize, too, if we have time for the bonus question. And uh, every winner now entered for the Vortex Viper binocular. That's uh, going to be uh, given away in a random drawing around Valentine's Day. Our medium-sized seagoing mystery bird has a black back and head, white undersides, and a round-tipped hatchet-shaped bill with a thin white line that extends from the lower mandible to the eye. Our bird, which breeds from eastern Canada south to Maine and winters along most of the U.S. east coast, dives underwater to feed on schooling fish, crustaceans, and other invertebrates, using its wings to swim. Our mystery bird from Brome Bird Care, a prize of Brome Squirrel Buster Feeder, and it really is squirrel-proof, and a 12-ounce bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. 781-837-4900 is the number to call, and we'll get to those calls um, after we check in with Mike O'Connor, almost live uh, from the archive. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all, along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for, in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautyobooks.com Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed. It's Mike O'Connor down at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Good morning, Mike. Oh, good morning to you, Ray. Good morning. I know you want to talk about things that we should maybe not buy for bird lovers and nature lovers on our list, but I don't need any help with that, Mike, because um, I've decided to buy everybody on my list the same thing uh, this year. I'm going to buy them all <laughs> Zoom binoculars. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I know, uh, we're laughing, but a lot of people think that's a good idea. Mm. And, you know, and, you know, and there's a whole list of things people traditionally get people for Christmas, and there's a lot of pitfalls in buying Zoom binoculars, in my mind. There's one of them. Um, they, they tend to be inferior binoculars, and increasing the magnification seems like a good idea on a pair of binoculars, but it actually isn't because it's hard to hold binoculars steady, so I recommend people get a an 8 magnification, which isn't mm-hmm. crazy strong, yep. but it's about as strong as most people can hold steady. Yeah. And if you go to, like, a higher magnification, like 10 or a 12, or in the case of a zoom, they go up to, like, 16, the image becomes blurrier because you're not holding them steady. And and so what you get is, uh, like, pixelated. It becomes mm-hmm. a, a bigger blur. So get an 8 power. Don't get a zoom. The other bonus with Zoom binoculars, they tend to break because they have all those mechanisms in it. So when you buy someone a pair of binoculars for Christmas, get them an 8 
power. An 8 by 42 is good. Mm -hmm. Whatever that second number isn't as important as the magnification. And, and they also have these binoculars they're called permanent focus binoculars. Oh. Like there's no focus at all. Yeah. So they just kind of make an average. But that's like using somebody else's eyeglasses. You need to have an adjustment <laughs> some in there. So, so avoid those two things when you're buying some binoculars. If you're going to buy somebody a birdhouse for Christmas, and that's a good idea. But get them a simple birdhouse. You don't have to get one that looks like Rockefeller Center or Graceland or some crazy thing like that. Cause after Christmas, people come streaming in wanting to know how to set up these ginormous birdhouses that people give them for Christmas. And then they have to invest money in like a cedar post or have someone install it for them or a metal post with a cement base. Just get them a simple box because that's what the birds like. They don't need them all flashy, even though they're kind of a dull present. If the people want to attract birds, get them a, more, a simpler birdhouse that's easier to clean. And speaking of cleaning, if you buy someone a feeder, try to buy them one with that has a bottom that snaps out for cleaning, or one that's what. What am I getting played off all of a sudden? <laughs> Apparently, it's so. Yeah, no, that's a no. It's good, good uh, tip there, though. And, and the and, last thing yeah. I tell people: if you buy somebody a, 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 a bird book, get them a Peterson or a Sibley guide. Get them a complete guide to the birds. That, North America or Eastern or Western North America. Please avoid those little those little plastic pamphlets that people want to buy that look like a placemat at Denny's. Don't get them anything like that. Get them a total field guide. That way you'll be able to identify the birds in the mystery bird contest. Okay. What about those scopes that I see advertised? Nine ninety nine. You can see for miles with those. <laughs> I just recommend that you you custom build your birdhouses to be like the Bird Watcher General Store in New Orleans. Not New Orleans. Oh, that would be beautiful. Well, that one's even better than one in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mike. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you, talk to you next week. Very yeah, soon. Next week, Mike O'Connor. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. And we actually do have time to complete our mystery bird contest here, I think, at 781-837-4900. Just one more time is our sound of our mystery bird. Probably not a sound you would often hear, even if you encounter this mystery bird, but that is uh, one of the vocalizations that this seagoing bird with a black back and head and white undersides and a round-tipped hatchet-shaped bill makes. Vincent is down in the Garden State of New Jersey. Good morning, Vincent. Hey, good morning, Ray. You probably don't say Garden State down there, do you, like we do up here in the Boston area? No, I think we, we pronounce the letter R. You do? <laughs> R, okay. <laughs> Thanks for covering that for us. Okay, well, you heard the clues there, uh, Vincent, and the um, what else? The sound and all of that and even the prizes, and what do you say that uh, mystery bird uh, might be there? I think it might be a bird that I photographed mating on Machia Seal Island. Uh -huh. My guess is the razor bill. The razor bill would be a heck of a guess there, and uh, you have the photographic proofs that shows you know what you're talking about there. And uh, if you have that picture, why don't you send it to us? If you have a nice picture there, we'll... Uh... Uh, I'll have to dig it up. All right. The interior <laughs> of their mouths are really bright yellow, and uh, yeah. I, I guess only when they're mating do you see the mouths open like that, where you can really see that. Yes, indeed. Did, did you get a chance to see them that way? 
Yes. Right. Yeah, I photographed them, too. I'll try to send you that photo. Yeah, see if you can see if you can uh, dig that out. Well, thank you, Vincent. We have uh, those beautiful prizes, and we will uh, send them out to you. And, of course, you are eligible as well for that drawing that we'll do around Valentine's Day. And uh, that will be for that uh, beautiful binocular from uh, Vortex Optics. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent down there in New Jersey correctly identifying the razor bill as today's mystery bird. I just want to mention, I just thought of this when we were talking about optics, you know, what uh, Mike was recommending too, this eight power binoculars is kind of the, maybe the ideal one for birding just because it's a little easier to keep steady. So you get an actually a sharper view generally with an eight power. And this is an eight by two vortex viper that we're uh, going to be giving away around Valentine's Day to uh, one of our mystery bird winners uh, between now and then. And with that, we are just about out of time for this morning's show. Just a reminder about our Talking Birds flock. It's our Facebook group for Talking Birds listeners, and we have some wonderful content on there. And um, what do we have? Like 470 members in the flock right now, I think. Just go to facebook.com slash flock to uh, find it. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Frey McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.